And we have natural bodybuilder. Is yeah. that you classify yourself I as? I class myself as a natural bodybuilder. <laughs> professional natural bodybuilder, professional, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess it's a long time debate on if professional pro cards matter in yeah, that is a debate. Yeah, because I did. Make we'll get some into it. Mad. Yeah. We'll get into it. But I did win my pro card at my first uh, competition ever. So, so yeah. So that might segue into like, does a pro card really matter? You know? Yeah, I, a lot of our athletes uh, that are natural, uh, specifically the women, have the same you know the same thing. They first show pro. Uh, I think Nikki went to her first uh, Yorton Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, she won that. Where do you go from there? Okay. I think What's you go left? Like, I think you got to go to the NPC, you know. Yeah, but then then you're in a you know if you want to be a lifetime natural athlete, like how do you go to doing drugs? Yeah, and yeah, you know it's just a, it's a tough decision for a lot of people. Yeah, and you know even if you were to get your IFBB card, it doesn't guarantee a payday either. No, so you're putting your body at risk, and you know it's just a you know it's a tough decision for people. Yeah. So yeah, but. You want to do? Let, we started on a, on a on a uh, a different path. Yeah. But, so I am. My name is Patrick. <laughs> How about we start there? My name is Patrick. I'm. Uh, I work for Core Nutritionals, but we're here to talk about me as a bodybuilder, possibly. So I am a competitive natural bodybuilder. I just got off a season last year. Competed as a pro, and so 2019, I won my pro card in 2013. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, you said like, where do you go? I think ultimately everybody needs to realize that bodybuilding is not a segue to a payday. It really isn't, you know, it can be, but it, in my eyes, it shouldn't be the reason why you do it. Yeah. But when we're growing up and stuff and you're going through magazines and you see, you know, the guy with the big muscles in the sports car and he's in the, you know, he's in Miami, like, when you start bodybuilding, like, are you chasing just a look for yourself or are you chasing a lifestyle? Well, I, for me, it started as a look, yeah. you know, I was, I was a, a football player. <clears throat> I was a lineman. I was the chunky guy. I just needed to put, eat double lunch and, you know, get strong so I could play football. Um, and then when I realized if I, in college, if I eat canned chicken and salsa all day, I can get abs. So then it turned into an aesthetics thing for me. So that was my transformation into that. And then I I was a competitive person and then I had sports, but then didn't have sports any longer. So the the competition aspect of the physique sport was what drove me towards actually competing. So why didn't you go into something more performance-based? I mean, you're how old? Um, 29. I'll be 30 actually in a week or two. Okay, so I'm... You know, I'm 30. I'll be 31 soon. Um, but, you know, CrossFit wasn't really popular when we finished high school. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't really around. I only say if if CrossFit was as you know as prominent as it is now when when we got done high school, it's probably something I would have done just right. because of competitive nature. Right. Uh, and and it's extremely competitive in so many different ways. Um, but why didn't you go into more like powerlifting or strongman? I mean, you have a little bit of height to you. Um, why'd you go into bodybuilding? It just wasn't introduced, I guess, to me when I started. So the gym, the weightlifting program was introduced, you know, in football. Yeah. So we were trying to get stronger. We did the one rep max thing. So it wasn't really like powerlifting. It was just just trying to get strong for football. And then when I went to college, just somebody introduced me to com and actually Lane Norton. 
Yes, funny enough. So like I didn't even I didn't even follow IFBB bodybuilding. Like I knew who Ronnie Coleman was um, after I got into it a little bit, but like I didn't really pay attention to like the magazines and the big the big guys. Right. For me, it was to be honest with you, it was a little bit of insecurity, and I wanted to look a certain way. So that's for me, and I loved I loved uh, weightlifting. I loved just being in the gym. So for me, I wanted to look a certain way, and I loved being in the gym. So then it just evolved into like the physique aspect of it so it didn't really and then it was competitive nature with myself more than it was trying to get to a platform or something but you know i have this conversation with a lot of people that come in into our stores uh do you think that you took a performance uh attitude when it came to bodybuilding though Yes. Like you're not I watch you and Doug train sometimes when you guys are traveling. Yeah. And you guys aren't doing like pump and squeeze stuff. No. Like you guys are lifting heavy weight and you're doing a lot of volume. Uh you know, it's definitely not powerlifting by any means, but like it's not your your typical like pump and squeeze type stuff. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a great question and like I guess I guess I think ultimately it's just like how you are for me, it was how I was introduced to it. So I was introduced to bodybuilding by a friend. I was introduced to Lane. And then it just became an obsession. And then I have that drive within me to to do things the best that I can and with all that I can do. And so I was driven towards bodybuilding or kind of pushed there. And then just me naturally, I just you know, I didn't want to do pump and squeeze. I wanted to push myself hard, you right. know? So, and, and then it just evolved through, through that, you know, we see like a lot of guys that come in and say that they're not, um, you know, maybe getting the results that they want and you go through, you know, you go through their diet and it's pretty good, but like you go through their training and, you know, they still can't bench like 225 for, you know, multiple reps and stuff. And they never had like a, you know, it's just a period of time where they just focus on getting stronger. Uh, did you do that when you first started? Not really. No. I, in in uh, weightlifting, I would do the one rep maxes. But then, like, I've never been a person to try to max out or just do, like, a couple reps. Like, But have you ever it. set, like, goals? Like, let's say you bench, you know, you were 20, you bench 225 yeah. for five. You know, did you ever say, like, in six months, I need to be able to do this for 10? I did, but I didn't. Like I remember one specifically is uh incline bench for two twenty five in college. Okay. Like I I really wanted to, to be able to incline bench two hundred and twenty five pounds. So like I remember that goal specifically. But for me I've always just gotten high off of going in the gym and just beating my body till till I can't move anymore and and then going to recover. Like that's been my satisfaction. Like I've you know So when you go into the gym you're not like set on a certain amount of reps uh, with a certain weight. You're more concerned about just the overall taxation of the muscle. Pretty much. Okay. I kind of, um, I've tried a lot of different programs. Um, and for me, it always like I've had coaches write me programs. And then now I, when I did a prep last, he just did my, my train, uh, my diet and I do my training. Okay. I know my, I know what split that I want to follow and I know what I'm going to um, train that day so like say it's the night before uh, a quad day and so I know I'm gonna hit quads primarily I might in my mind pick the first two exercises and then I'll start but like if it's not feeling right then I'll I'm gonna take a different direction so I really try to do it instinctually and kind of listen to my body 
um, especially now because I have had a back injury. And if I'm not paying attention to that, then it's just makes things worse. So I, I know what I'm going to train, but I don't know exactly the rep schemes or even the movements that I'm going to do. So, and then I just go into the gym, get in my mind, get my mind right. And then kind of let it take me where it's going to take me. What do you think about like, um, like coaching in general? Like, I I know that you use a coach for prep and that without a doubt, you know, like, I I think that's undisputable that has its place. Um, but what do you think about just the, the mass coaching and people, uh, kind of, you know, picking up on coaches from the beginning, like you, you had a period, uh, where you kind of, you know, I guess you probably failed a lot in the beginning, right? Like you set goals, you wanted to look a certain way, you failed, you know, you reverted and, uh, you know, you found a way and that kind of probably built your base up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but like, what do you think about how important do you think that that time period is when you first start training? I think, um, I know it's a loaded question. It's loaded and it's tough to answer. I think in general, I think if you, if you want to take something to like, if you want to take working out to the extreme of competition, I think it is very important, especially in your first time to use a coach. Okay. I, I do believe that because, um, you know, and then I'll exp- another reason why I believe in, in coaching is because I'm like, I could, I could have done my prep without a coach easily. I could have just used people that are in my circle, yeah. send you some pictures. Yeah. How am I doing? cool you know but it takes my mind off of like I, I just need somebody to put the put the plan in place and then I just follow that plan besides the training part and then and then I just send the check-ins and he makes the changes and then I just follow it it just takes my mind because then I'm because I'm not a full-time bodybuilder I have a job so like I want to focus on my job you know, so right. if I'm obsessed about the hobby that I have all the time, it's going to take away from other things. So it just takes the thinking away. And I think as a new competitor, I think it's, it is important to use a coach um, because it is brand new, you know, and I, they could be um, instrumental in you getting started and leading you to the right, the right way. Yeah. Now, so- after that being said, I do think it has turned into um, a business that might not be the most truthful business out there. There yeah. are coaching they're they're just trying to give you a plan, take your money and, and move on. You know, not everybody's getting an individualized plan anymore because it is so viral. Yeah. yeah I also feel like, um, you know, back when I started powerlifting, I was 19, 20. Um, you know, at the time, like we didn't, coaching wasn't really a thing. Like, uh, we didn't have a team coach. Um, you know, I had a guy who was going for his doctorate to work at NASA, teach me how to read prior weapons table and program. Uh, you know, he gave me a one hour, um, you know, breakdown while we were drinking some beers and, and that was it. Like that was all the coaching that I ever had. Um, but because of that, and because I've tried so many different things, uh, you know, it just taught me a lot about the body, about my body specifically. Uh, and I feel like that's stuff that you can't always get when you're buying a coach. Yeah. And then you also have to assume that your coach has the knowledge base to know why certain things work and why they don't work. Uh, whereas, you know, what I see is that a lot of people have like, uh, you know, they have success doing things one way and that's the way that they have everybody do things. Yeah. Uh, which is what you're saying with individualized programs. Yeah. But, well, and I think, um, so I've used two coaches 
And I think it is. And if I do it again, I might use somebody else. I think it's. I do think it's important to, um, to if you are going to always use a coach, vet other coaches too, right? Like be knowledge is power. Learn learn another way to do things. You yeah. know, because I, I the first coach I had was not so much a meal plan guy, but he was very much specific foods. Okay. Where this second time around, I knew that I was going to be traveling like crazy. I knew that I was going to be. I was in China at one point, like it, it, like I was just all over the place. So yeah. I needed somebody that really understood flexible, understood that I needed to be flexible right. and work with that. And then the first prep was only like 20 weeks. Well, it was 20 weeks, which seems like a lot to some people. And then the next one, the last one I did was like 42 weeks over the, the span of it. So yeah. I wanted to try that approach instead of like a shortened prep. So the longer one was more flexible? The longer one was more flexible. Okay. Yeah. Is, is that why it was longer? Is because you were more flexible? Um, I think the idea behind the length of the prep was to preserve muscle and to implement um, more time, but also implement diet, the diet breaks. You know, so instead of just constantly going, you know, going down and then you get your one refeed, going down and get your one refeed, yeah. it was more like <clears throat> going down and then let's break. And then for a week, you're on refeed macros. <clears throat> okay. And just because you have time, but let's let's keep keep you full. Let's keep all the muscle that you can. And I think that truly did help because the first prep, I was I was smaller. I didn't have as much muscle, but I uh, I was stringy. I felt like I was stringy and I okay. couldn't fill out as much. Whereas the second uh, prep that well, I've done three, but the the last one that I did, I felt a lot fuller throughout the whole prep but also at the end result was it easier having it longer um just because you were in like one mindset for a longer period of time i i don't know if it's easier or not it but the first you say 40 weeks but literally the first 12 to 20 weeks didn't feel like i was prepping it was just cutting out like bad habits it was just cutting out yeah it was just tracking i was just back to like tracking and you know and I was barely doing any cardio at that point, you know, it was just, uh, the start of it, you know? So, but then the last, you know, the last leg of it, the last 20 weeks was, dying. I was like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm ready for this to be over. 40 weeks was a lot, you know? When, uh, I know that you have a coach that kind of implements a plan and that plan is specific on how you look, you know, your, your age, if you have injuries and all these other things that they look at. Um, but as a, you know, a general, uh, thought, you know, do you have any like diet types that you tend to prefer? Like maybe not for prep, but maybe if you, you know, let's say you're at, you know, 15% body fat, you know, you want to cut down to closer to 10, you know, it's, it's close to summertime. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, are you like a, are you like a keto guy? Are you a high carb low fat guy? Do you like carb cycling? Like, is there anything that kind of, you just feel like it works for the general public more than anything else or for yourself? I'm just a balanced guy. Like I just keep it balanced. I, I've done carb cycling in one prep and that was, I was successful there. Um, but this time I, I didn't do that. It was the same macros every single day, even on off days. Okay. So I, I, and I used to be a personal trainer, so I've given advice too. And to me, it's just trying to find a balance between all of it. Like I don't believe in, if you're an athlete, I really don't believe in keto i I do believe carbohydrates around the workout can be uh, beneficial um so for me like so say if i did want to lose the weight i would just in my balanced diet 
I would start tracking my macronutrients and then I would start cutting them back from there. You know, I don't, I really don't overthink it too much. I keep it pretty simple and just keep it balanced. You know, my carbohydrate, fat, and protein intake is probably like a 40% carb, 40% protein, 20% fat, kind of normal, standard, get you started diet. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really on the extreme spectrums, you know, high, high or keto or whatever they, you know, there's these extreme diets. I kind of just stay in the middle of a balanced, more of a balanced diet. So you think, so ultimately, uh, what it feels like you're saying is that just like consistency, consistency and tracking your food, Okay. you know, and at this point, like I, I've, when coronavirus kind of started, I stopped tracking just because like I just, I was, I was, I was out of my reverse was done. I dropped my coach and I was like, you know, I know what I, I know what I need to do at this point. So right now I just kind of know what I need. And I, I weigh myself every, every other day, every day. And if I'm dropping weight, then okay, I need to eat something. You know, if I'm, if I'm gaining too fast, which I'm not, I'll cut it back a little bit. So now I just know what I need, you know, and it's just consistency over kind of over time by kind of now I, now I know I've been so consistent. Now I just kind of know what I need. Yeah. You know? So you said you, your first prep was 2014? 2013. 13? So yeah, that was so before you started working for Nutrition Corner and yeah. Core and, yeah. you know, what what's built into America and, you know, your other brands. Yeah. Um, What supplements did you take then before, you know, you were in the industry? I was a big Cyvation guy uh, yeah. back in those days. Um, Bodybuilding.com is where I ordered when I was in college. Um, let's see. I can go through some of the... Uh, muscle techs, pre-workout, Neurocore. Okay. I was a big fan of Neurocore. Um, controlled Labs, Purple Wrath. Is that their pump formula? I think formula? it's their amino. Is, it, is that no. what it is? Purple Wrath might have been their amino product. Um, <laughs> their name's off. White Flood was their pre-workout. Yeah. I like that one. Um, and then a Cyvation 10-pound bag of whey protein. Um yeah. For like seventy dollars back then, yeah. So that's kind of like what I was using. And then my when I started prepping, my coach was actually a Salvation athlete. So like Extend was like a big thing for me, and yeah. um, <clears throat> I messed around with a couple of different fat burners from like I think VPX at the time. And then my second prep, I went on my pro card, and then the next year I turned, I went to try to compete as a pro because they told you you had to do it to compete your to keep your card <laughs> yeah. right. Um, that's when I first started taking. I took a. Core ABC, and uh, I think I took Core Alpha or Core Hard during that prep. So in 2014, okay. still before Doug, I uh, I did try Core products. So with all the product knowledge and uh, you know development knowledge that you guys have had, uh, you know in the past years growing both of your brands, what would you have done? Like what would you have thrown in the pot back then? Probably more like like hormonal or. or around the prep products okay. you know like so we do really well with core hard it's an anti yeah. it's an anti cortisol yeah, product right yeah. so back then that level of fat loss really wasn't looked at as much you okay. know so i probably would have utilized those products or you know at 23 i probably don't need a test booster but 
your home runs are taking a hit anyway, being in that deficit. So I probably would have utilized some different natural test boosters at okay. the time. Um, but yeah, so back then it was mainly just protein aminos, pre-workouts, fat burners, things like that. Yeah. I guess when we're younger, like we, we didn't really spend money on multivitamins and you no. know, health conscious products. It was more of uh you know, what's going to get me to where I want to be faster. Right. The right? Fun stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So that's a, that's all it was about. So what do you, um, now that you're, you know, in the coronavirus pandemic and we're kind of semi shut down and, you know, the gyms are closed and stuff, uh, what do you, what are you taking now to like keep your normalcy? Everything really. Like I, I keep my essentials pretty much the same. Um, I've still ran a, I started a stack before it and it's, it's an eight week stack, you know, so not gonna stop. I'm not going to stop it. Fair. Um, and, uh, I mean, you know, like I, during prep, I'm, I'm big on like H and B and like a l- couple little things. Like I throw those things out when my body weight gets up. And okay. so I took those things out. Um, but uh, for the most part, you know, being in the industry, you know, I, I, I yeah. love supplements. So, but, but you're still doing like your meal replacement shakes. You're still doing your, you know, your core ISO after your workouts yep. and, yep. uh, you have a new intro that just came out. Like you're using that for I'm training. Using that. Yeah. So I will say, okay, so let, we'll take that back. I, I'll, because the, my schedule or routine changed a little bit, mm-hmm. I changed up some cause I was thinking more supplements, but sometimes I think of protein as food. So I switched up my pre-workout meal a little bit so instead of doing an mrp sludge with so that's 40 grams of carbs 40 grams of protein and then i would add blueberries and then i would add cereal so it'd be like a 70 to 80 gram carb pre-workout meal okay and because i was <laughs> i was working on, when i first started this i was lifting suitcases in my basement right <laughs> like we didn't know what was going on we were like oh this is cool this would be a different challenge and so i was like i don't need a 80 gram carb pre-workout meal yeah so, um, I ate a 25 little gram, call it a, it's a vegan protein bar is what the, it's a, it's called grab the gold. Have you heard of those? Never it's 25 it. grams of carbs and peanut butter pretty much. And then I would have an ISO shake with that. Okay. So something lighter. And then I would do, you know, the intra and then my post-workout changed a little bit. Instead of doing a shake, I would actually have rice and grinds or something and, and a protein, okay. like a oatmeal protein or something. So I changed that up a little bit because my routine changed a little bit, you know? So your, your energy output was less because you're not right. training at a gym. Right. Uh, so you, you cut your carbs, uh, but you don't really want to lose weight. Right. Right. So did you increase fats to make up the calorie content or did you just because you're, you're not, uh, exerting as much, you can just cut your energy. Yeah. I just cut my energy and then just watched my, my weight or my, my body, you know, and then just kind of decided where I, you know, if I needed to add more, if I was losing too much then I would, you know, if this, if this new approach was not working, then I would, I would add more, you know, but I, that I liked, and I still right now, because I am training earlier, I train early. So I don't like a full, full meal. Okay. Like I don't like 80 to hundred grams of carbs pre-workout, but that last meal the night before, uh, might load a bunch of carbs okay. and my last meal the night before. Are you doing carbs and fats to kind of delay? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, as far as like, uh, like training goes, do you prefer training in the morning like that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried I've tried the training at night and for me it's all a mental thing. So work doesn't turn off that often, you know. So Fair. you know, like it's hard for me to leave at six o'clock and go to the gym 
when things are still trickling. So like I've been on the treadmill before at like five thirty six o'clock and I get a call from, you know, West Coast or yeah. just I get a call. Then the next thing you know, I'm on the treadmill for 20 minutes to having this phone call and then my mind's not clear. So I can't focus on what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. I've really, and I know it's probably better. I herniated my L4L5. So this was three, two, two, three years ago and I'm reco- pretty much recovered. But for a while I knew that training in the evening was better for my back but because your body's warmer because your yeah. body's warmer your spine's uh is it like elongated decompressed yeah. a little bit more um but i'm just it's such a mental thing for me i wake up it's the only thing that's on my mind no work has started yet and i can get that done how i want to get it done it's my time and then work can be the rest of the day you know yeah. if it needs to be you know or family you know so i've just always been a morning person and so i wake up at 4.30 or 5 every day, and I'm after it, you know. So last year I spent uh, most of the year training in the morning, and I just noticed, like, you know, immediately the first thing you notice is that your strength is, like, 75%. Yeah. You know, it doesn't – you know, you can eat a meal. It, it doesn't matter, you know, compared to having five meals and being fully yeah. awake. Um, and your pumps aren't always – aren't the same. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that doesn't bother you at all? Like, you just keep no. going through it? It's a, it's, it, because, because it's such mental clarity for me, that's, that means the most, you okay. know, I, I still get, you're still going to get, to me, I still think you're going to, there might be like a small percent difference in maybe results, maybe, okay. but to me, I, I still think you're ultimately going to receive similar results. Um, and it's just, for me, it's a mind, it's a mental thing and just. Uh, I'm a morning, the morning guy. Are you, so you said you do the pre-workout sludge, then you go train? Yeah. So you don't train fasted? No. Okay. Cause that seems to be like a trending thing right now. Yeah. Um, it just never worked for you? No, nah, I don't like it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, something, like I said, that even if it's that ISO shake and that little meal replacement bar, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I had something, you know, now we have the, the intra product. So if it is, somebody is doing fasted, I try to recommend at least the supplementation to go with yeah. the, the fasted training. Where your body can just kind of suck it up. Right. right? As long as it's hydrated. Right. And, 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 uh, keep the muscle tissue, right? Like let's not get into to muscle tissue. Like don't let your body get into burning, you know, muscles. So like, let's at least kickstart some protein synthesis, maybe get some fuel source from carbs in there through the, uh, dex- cyclic dextrin and stuff like that. Um, it works for some people, but I just I've always I've always tried to eat before. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, cardio, I'll do fasted. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or, how many days a week are you training versus doing cardio? Uh, well, now I don't do any cardio. Um, but I train. I like a five day, five week, five days a week okay. is like my sweet spot. Um, when I was in prep, it was cardio was just given at. X amount of times per week at X amount of minutes. Okay. So then I would pick and choose how I do it. And for me, it's always been, I would just throw it in at the end of the workout because I didn't want to come back to the gym again. Makes sense. You know? And your workouts are an hour, hour and 15? Hour and a half. Okay. Probably so you go average. a little bit longer. Yeah, like an hour and a half. I like the window. I give myself an hour and a half to two hour window of time. Okay. So like, I know that if I get to the gym by 6.30, and I go to 8.30, I have 30 minutes to shower and get to work and start at 9, you know, 9, okay. 5, whatever you call it. Um, so I give myself that window of time. Whether it takes that long or it doesn't, I just try to give myself two hours a day to block out time for 
myself in training. Okay. That's cool. Uh, so what's, what's next for you? Like as a bodybuilder, as an athlete? Um, so my wife and I competed together. Um, and we make jokes a lot that never competed again, never competed again. Cause we like to live, you know, like, yeah. I mean, it was 2019 was both for both of us was dedicated completely to the craft of bodybuilding, the competition, you know? So we went, started in January pretty much. And our last competition was the end of October. <clears throat> so it was pretty much all year. So this year, well, before now we've been just having fun and going out to eat and going to breweries and we like to live, you know? So, um, I don't know what's next. I will always be a bodybuilder. I train and and eat the lifestyle, you know, like that's just who I am. Yeah. And it's um now that we have some gym equipment in our warehouse, it's adamant that like I am a bodybuilder. I'm not supposed to like just do functional training. Like this right. makes me happy, you yeah. know. So I will always live it. I don't know when the next competition is. Um I like the th- the longer off seasons. Um like years. It was 5 it was five years for me from my first pro show to my, the last one I just did. Okay. And I, I made a lot, a lot of progress through that time. Yeah. So I, I do. What was your stage weight difference? Uh, not much. Really? A couple pounds. I was one. I, I remember seeing that year 177. My lowest I think was 180. I never gotten below 180. This past prep? This past prep. Okay, so you're looking at three to four pound difference, but I think you were significantly leaner though, right? Yeah. This past one? Yeah, so. just just much well more well-rounded. I was really lean my first pro timeout. Okay. Kurt, Kurt Widener was my coach. I don't know if you've heard. He's, a, kind of, he's one of our athletes for core, and he's uh, he's been in the natural bodybuilding scene for a long time in okay. WNBF. Um, but his thing is conditioning. So he's always just bringing nasty conditioning. So he, we got lean, okay. but I was, I felt like I was stringy, right? Like I just maybe not full, full enough. So this time I felt like I brought that conditioning, but also had a lot more fullness to, to go I with mean, it. Five years gives you plenty of time to build that muscle, yeah. right? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I did, I'm going to compete again. I don't know when I'd like to say the, the, three year three to five year mark is probably what i don't you know i want to start a family want to do the life thing so yeah. we'll see you yeah. know what uh so one of the reasons why you're here is to drop off a bunch of new products uh that you guys are releasing through core do you want to talk at all about those products and why you're excited about them? yeah so i mean this year is a complete rebrand for our for core nutritionals so we used to have the black tub with the black label it was yeah. carbon fiber with like a metallic uh print and uh great labels i was had had a special place in my heart i was really apprehensive when we dug wanted to do a complete rebrand um but now we have uh, i've fallen in love with it and we've switched to a white tub with a white or lighter uh label um but it has like this hologram to it so when yeah. you put in this light it really shines and changes with the with the light it's a really cool textured look were the holograms like different per flavor was did i see that like it was almost like the uh yeah like the the reflection kind of matched the flavor yeah uh, so like uh it's pretty each, cool each uh like let's take abc for example abc will have the different 10 different flavors and abc the words are uh in different colors okay right depending yeah. on the flavor so then the hol- the hologram will be the same but that 
change in the color of of the print will will make the make it change up a little bit okay it's a really cool look um so yeah, man. Ultimately, like I'm just excited about this year. I mean, what about like the formulas? I mean, you guys just revamped uh, Fury X. You just launched the pump. Uh, you just have the new Intra. Uh, we used to do really well with the uh, Intra MD from John Meadows, yeah. and I think that this is essentially a higher dosed version of that. Yeah. Um. You know, is there any of those products that you're the most like excited about to use like personally, like yeah. as a product? Intra, I was actually really excited about. Okay. I've never been an Intra workout guy. Like no. I've never have been. But like now that I think about it, especially in an off season and like, yeah, this is the perfect time to use this product. Um, it uses cyclic dextrin, dextrose, and then D-ribose, which I think it's missed in this category a lot. People then, yeah. even I hear people talking about our product, I'm like, man, you got to go into D-ribose and how like it helps, you know, elevate ATP. Like it's something different that, you know, like it's not in a lot of, it's old school, but it's, it is. it's, it's missed a lot now. Yeah. Um, and it has the, the glycerol from glycer size i think now instead of glycer pump yeah and then uh beta alanine's in there and, and your full eaas so that one's one that we definitely uh, i was excited about so i mean that when i was looking over the formula like you don't you don't need anything no else. you don't like you don't need to stack it with abc like yeah. a lot of companies are coming out with like a half dose product with another half dose product because they want you to stack both to get the full complete dosing yeah. uh but this isn't that type of product yeah. like you just one one serving and, and go and yeah. just enjoy your training um, back to D ribose. I have a, a mini story about that. Okay. Uh, when I was taking it, we had an emergency issue with our, uh, water at my house and I had to dig a 53 foot trench and it was three and a half feet deep and I dug it with a shovel. Uh, it took me 18 hours and <laughs> oh but I was obsessed with taking, uh, my creatine, my elevate, uh, and D ribose, uh, at the time. And, uh, I dug that trench, no breaks, nothing. Uh, woke up the next day no sore really like, like n no soreness whatsoever i felt amazing and i just went on with my life that's awesome uh, and i fully attribute it to taking d ribos how was your hands uh, they torn up yeah i mean absolutely yeah, yeah. i i don't shovel every I day so they're not you know they're not quite built for it yeah. but yeah uh that's cool yeah my back was i think bothering me the most because yeah. you're, you're yeah. standing three and a half feet higher than your shovel yeah. so yeah but yeah I, I think it's it's largely over overlooked as an ingredient to help with endurance athletes um you know, I, I think even CrossFit athletes, like that's one of the first things they should be looking at, but for whatever reason, they, they just kind of steer away from it. Yeah. Uh, but I think it can be a, a huge advantage to them as far as recovery and performance goes. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, excited about that one. And, um, I mean the, the whole rebrand was an opportunity just to get better. Right. So like you look at your flagship products like ABC. Okay. Don't touch it. Right. So some things are not getting touched at all. But then it was like an opportunity to like, well, this product's been around forever. Let's let's make it better, you know, because yeah. we have the opportunity. We're making a new label. Everything has new SKU numbers. I don't know if that's going to mess up your your inventory system, <laughs> but okay. like we'll, we'll fix it. Yeah, but like um, it was an opportunity to look at our products and be like, we can get better here. So let's do it. So yeah. that's what you guys and I think you're referring to like Core Pro, where you change the flavors, right? New label, like it, it's almost a, a new product. It's uh, it's a new product. Yeah. yeah, it's got the same name, right? Um, but. It's a new, it's tech, you know, it's weird to say formula and a protein, but it really is. Yeah, because you know, it's a blend of different. It's a blend of different proteins, and we we made it transparent instead of, uh, you know, we just listed what proteins were in it. Now we tell you what grammage you're getting from each protein. So it's a transparent. And then proteins come a long way in just even in a couple years. You know, flavors are phenomenal now. Crazy. And, and pro yeah. was, you know, not to say it was a bad tasting 
protein because the chocolate and peanut butter I, I loved. Yeah, um, peanut butter banana. Peanut, peanut butter, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just now it's it's flavor is over the top. Okay. So we we just took the opportunity to try to really again revisit the flavors. So that's what it's been about all this year. Um, and we got more stuff coming. Um, we're getting into categories that we weren't in before, like the intra, the greens. We're doing a vegan product, which we never thought we would do. Did, uh, did you want to talk about the greens at all? It, yeah. It, it is a different formula. I was looking at it the other day. Uh, you know, we have it in the boxes, I think, behind us. Yeah. So uh, what what made you guys – obviously, it's a big market right now, but what made you guys formulate it that way? Well, um, like what what's that way? Uh, well, I mean, it's a reds and greens product, right? Yeah. So, uh, it's not uh, – it's got reds in it from uh spectra which is a patent like uh, antioxidant blend okay so that's where i guess the the reds would come from is the antioxidants in that mm -hmm. that um and then we went with true serve which is a patent um i guess greens like it's got broccoli or kale um i, f I forget which one so it's like a heavy there okay. and then you have your spirit your spirulina um uh, we put uh psyllium husks in it okay um so yeah, so I mean it's it's fully loaded. I think it's like I forget the total grammage in just greens alone. Um the but that's just that's kind of our nature anyway, is to always fully dose what's yeah. in the product. Yeah. But, I I do feel like uh when people formulate greens products, you know, they try to formulate a greens product, right? And then what when I looked at the label, what I feel like you guys formulated is the end result. And then you kind of reverse engineer the end result because a lot of people don't, you know, when you take a green spark, you're taking it for digestive health, yeah. right? But nobody else is really adding fiber into their yeah. products, right? So you guys are adding the fiber already in there uh, and you're trying to, what it looks like, at least from my end, is that you guys are making a, you know, a digestive health product, not necessarily a greens product. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Is that and kind it, of the yeah, goal? Yeah, but complete comprehensive. Yeah. Right. In the, in the, in the realm of digestive health, getting phytonutrients in, like that was, we want to make everything, we wanted to make a complete comprehensive product. Right. So that's, that's, that was, yeah. So you're right. I mean, the reds, the greens, the, the fiber aspect of it. Yeah. Um, the probiotic aspect of it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the, the biggest thing for us, um, was tastes and, you know, people use greens and they, they feel like when they're messing with the greens or a vegan based product, they really need to attract that. I don't know that lifestyle maybe, and a lot of that lifestyle doesn't like artificial sweeteners. Yeah. Um. So they'll sweeten it with stevia or monk fruit, but at the end of the day, 99% of our customers don't mind using um a sucralose. So our big goal here was to make one of the best tasting greens products on the market. So we threw sucralose in it, and um, it is fun. It's getting rave reviews about how good it tastes. It's something you, you can know. actually enjoy. So it might. You know, there's an argument that it might not be able, it might not get us in front of maybe a new customer that might only want, you know, uh, more like the earthy type product, right? Like yeah. a stevia based product. Um, but I just don't think that's, that's who we are, you know? Um, so our vegan product will also be sweetened with sucralose as well. Okay. Um, and that'll be coming out soon, months to come. We're kind of in a tentative schedule right now. And I think June was the goal for that it's uh labels are getting worked on right now um yeah i mean we were we were on a stretch of every two weeks it was new it was a new new product coming out every two weeks and yeah. now it's it might it's going to slow down a little bit like we launched uh pump this week and then it's going to be like probably th two and a half to three weeks to the next release 
Um, so it's, it's going to start to slow down a little bit, but yeah. Um, we have ISO, which is switched into a two pounder and a five pounder instead of the three. We have MRPs getting actually mixed a little bit, um, or changed up a little bit. Okay. We're adding, um, a specific vitamin and mineral blend to that. Um, what else is it? We're, ve- we're launching vegan. Um, we have a nootropic coming out this year. Um, yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's I mean, a lot. it's a lot with, you know, those are the new stuff, but you're also revamping stuff like Fury X and, you know, like you said, the ABC, you have new flavors. So I, I think, you know, when you, you look at all the different things that you guys have uh, going on right now, it's a, it's a lot of stuff. And, you know, unfortunately, we're kind of in a weird place with the pandemic. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure that put a damper on a lot of companies' plans. But, you know, no doubt, um, you know, if you have a good product, it, it's when things open back up, it's going to sell. Yeah. So and, I, and we've been saying that, like, we don't want to. It sounds kind of bad to say maybe uh, this is saving our company, the new stuff. Um, and then it's also interesting to think, well, what would it, what would, because we are, we're doing well, you know, yeah. through this, because we do have so much new stuff going on. It's like, what would it actually have done without the pandemic? Yeah, you know, you, so you can't train you your can't, brain not you to think that right, way. Right. You can't, like, you can't yeah. not think that way. Yeah. But like, we're choosing that, like, what we're doing is, is, keep is moving us right now and we're doing really well and we're just it's just really fun you know like i'll be honest with you last year during prep and this is where prep can take over like your own your work life like your own personal life like i was not super motivated to to go to work and and sell you know i just wasn't i was just tired you know and i wasn't but as soon as we switched to this and i'm fatter you know i'm not <laughs> you know uh it's given me so much motivation and excitement to to be a part of this and like to go out and sell it so um it's been a lot of fun for us this year yeah it's good i you know we're excited to have all the products you know sitting behind us now yeah. so uh by the time you guys are watching this we'll have them in the store um you know is there anything else you want to leave our customers with is there anywhere uh they can follow you on you know instagram any i am uh, meaty thighs on Instagram, <laughs> it's meaty underscore thighs underscore. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm I, I keep it real on my Instagram. I'm not a I'm not an influencer or anything like that. I, I keep it pretty real. You'll see me drinking a beer and you'll see me training a lot. And uh, we do a lot of silly stuff at the core warehouse. And lately, it's been equipment acquiring, and uh, we're building out a gym. So I've been driving the box truck a lot. Um, but yeah, I don't know. it's uh that's the other reason why Pat's here is he actually just, uh, delivered a, uh, a hammer strength V squat to our warehouse. So, uh, thankful that he's here today. And hopefully once you guys get this decked out or decked out, we'll come back and get a training session in. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't want to have to teach Doug how to train. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat. Thanks. Hey, man, no problem. Thank you.